Welcome to another episode of Reach and Thrive Together. This is your host, Daryl Kane. This podcast is all about capturing stories of community leaders across the country who are doing amazing things and making a difference. Well, with no further ado, let's dive into another exciting episode. Hey, this is Daryl Kane with the Reach and Thrive Together podcast. So great to be back with you again today. You know, I think we just got to stay focused in 2021 to uh, be positive, to be professional, and to be inspired. And so I thought we could kind of uh, do something different today, kind of have something that's really kind of hyper-focused on uh, Christian living. And I've got uh, kind of a modern-day Priscilla and Aquila that's going to share with me today, John and Michaela, Michaela Imes out of Raleigh, North Carolina. And John and Michaela are good friends. Uh, we've been in churches together and done lots of different activities together. So welcome, John and Michaela. Thank you for being with me today. Thanks, Daryl. Good to be here. Yeah, how are things going, guys? Really nice now that it's sunny outside. We've had rain for two weeks, so I'm happy. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is good to see the sun. That's a great thing. So yeah, so why don't you guys, I know you guys are like super professionals and do a lot in the community, but what do you, tell us a little bit about your background. Go for it. Um, how far do you want to go back? Because we're in our late 50s. <laughs> um, I have for the last 20 years been a, um, a teacher, a science teacher at um, a middle school. And then last year I transitioned to be elementary. So that's kind of professionally what I do. Okay. Yeah. And I am a um, research scientist with the Environmental Protection Agency and also um, have an adjunct faculty position over at North Carolina State University. And so that's been my MO uh, for the last 20 plus years. And prior to that, we, we actually did a stint in, um, in ministry for about seven years. And, um, hmm. and before that, we had kind of our beginnings of our career just out of college. So that's kind of been our walk. Nice, very nice. So I basically have known you guys through, uh, through church and just through relationships there. And, um, you know, I know there's a lot of, we could definitely kind of get into, but it sounds like you've been doing something really interesting around uh, church innovation and uh, table fellowship, house church. So give us a brief overview of kind of what that is and why that's, you know, so important. Um, well, I would like to start with just sort of the, the beginnings of it happened when I went out to Colorado back in 2016 and found that our older son, um, he was on a soccer team and they were being sponsored by a brewery. And our older son is a Christian. And so he approached the brewery and asked if he could have a room to have a Bible study there every week or every other week. And so I happened to be there on two of the weekends where it was a beautiful, it was summer. So beginning of June and they were meeting out on the grounds and it was just really cool. So he was mid twenties and a bunch of his friends would just show up and they'd grab a beer and then they would go out on the lawn and and have a really informal Bible discussion. And I just thought that was for the, for the young millennials, for that age group, it just seemed to really work. And so we, I came back to Raleigh and talked to John about it. And we approached one of the young professionals in our group and figured we'd try. And it just took off faster than we ever imagined. And um, we had, in the early stages, very quickly, 25 and 30 and 40 people, well, maybe not 40, but 25 or 30 people just coming because um, 
after, after these millennials get out of college, especially in a church community where a lot of churches have um, campus ministries, once you get into the young professional range, there's not really a cohesive thing for them. It's all very much on their own to get connected with one another, um, except for big conferences and stuff. And this was just one of those ways people could pop by and hang out. And, um, and so that was really, really amazing. John and I never, ever led a discussion or anything like that. We just sat and watched as the young professionals really took ownership of it. So I think that was the beginning stages of really seeing that there was a need um, among those that age group that this seemed to provide for. So yeah, I think and getting getting to that age group, our boys are in that age group. And so that was really the prompting of um, just seeing what they desire and what their needs were. And so we felt really moved to um, engage at that level and and see where we could help. And Mikhail is right. I think we took a back seat and decided to just be more enablers. And um, that was a very purposeful type of decision um, to really allow uh, their gifts to come out, their, their ways of expressing what community is like and how to reach people. And, and, um, and there's some people who really made some decisions towards God um, in that crowd. There, it, it just was something else and people still speak about it. Obviously, now that we're in COVID, we're in a different scenario. So I think they're aching to get back to where we can um, have that social element too, you know? So. Well, well, I wouldn't even say that because before COVID, like it, it multiplied. So those, we started in, Dur in Raleigh, but there was another guy who said, you know, I work in Durham and it's easier for me to do something up there. So he started one in Durham. And then one, of, Cary. one yeah. of the girls said, well, I'm living in Cary. I work in Cary. So she did it in Cary. And so it was, we just did nothing but go for it. Let's see how it works, which was really, really great. But even before COVID started, I noticed that that interest started waning because they built the relationships with one another. They knew kind of how to do this. And I think another thing with the, what we've learned from our past is sometimes we find something works and we just want to stay with it. And we just want to <laughs> make it like the thing we do no matter what. And mm -hmm. it becomes sort of this monolith, you know, we just have to do this. And when they were starting to say, you know, I'm not sure I'm going to do it this fall or whatever we were saying fine you know what else do you think could could take the place to help you continue to have community with one another so mm -hmm. I think that was something I noted that um there was everything in me to say well wait this kind of works so let's <laughs> keep doing it and right. they were like not today it doesn't work and so really allowing that sort of fluid flow of if it doesn't work this season we'll find out something else in another season. So I think that's, so before COVID, it kind of was not really going on. Okay. Um, I, I know you want to ask some questions, but we're, we're pretty big talkers, so. I see, yeah, yeah. like, uh, okay. Uh, throw in a question, Daryl, throw in a question. Or we'll throw go my on. questions on out the window here. Well, I mean, <laughs> one more thought too, Daryl, on the, on the Bible and brew and allowing people um, to, that really their faith may have been in a place of, um, a lower ebb of faith. Um, they, they found themselves being able to be 
um, very much givers and participants and engaged. So it wasn't just like one person leading the whole group. Because the groups were so large, we had to actually promote other people to have little subgroups within the Bible and brew on, on one of those evenings. And, um, you know, in the church culture that um, we've been part of, uh, it was, it's, it's primarily kind of a, a, a male dominated as far as speaking and stuff like that on Sundays and everything else. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, the, cis, the, the, the young ladies really had, hadn't had an opportunity to really express themselves in a kind of group dynamic. And so we were, um, ex a lot, because the groups were so large, um, the group discussions in some of these subgroups were beginning to be led um, as far as just interaction by some of the young ladies, which was awesome. And it, it, it started to open our minds up to, um, you know, kind of get beyond some of the gender things that I think has been part of our, I mean, we're in our 50s. And so we're, we're very much dominated by one certain type of thought of church structure. But it allowed us to think, you know, what are the gifts and what can people do within these within these formats? So it's an, it's an ever-evolving process where we learned a lot, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I think that's really important because I think as leaders, you know, we have to, we always have, you know, a few good ideas and know how to implement things. But, you know, when it's time to change and to, um, you know, to alter the course, you know, we have to be flexible and we have to be able to uh, find the gifts of others and really kind of how, how can we tap into those gifts and allow them to be leaders as well. Mm -hmm. And I would imagine that, um, you know, it's not just the, the Bible discussion. I would imagine just you were finding other ways to really kind of give back and help people in the community. Um, so maybe talk about that some, like anything around, like just kind of like you know, giving back and helping people uh, through this group, but um, you know, things like that. Yeah, um, definitely the, the group itself that the young millennials, they just have a passion for uh, the community, looking around and seeing the haves and the have-nots around them. And so um, I think within our, our, so we have these house church groups. So on, we usually meet on Wednesdays and on, and Sundays, but then we also spend a lot of time in between those times together. And um, each of the ideas that people came up with, we just wanted them to pursue it. And mm -hmm. Um, we did kind of bring everything to the table one time because people were expressing, we really want to do something that impacts our community, that um, gives uh, goodness to people. And so mm. people brought all kinds of ideas to the table, like um, sex trafficking, because one of the girls is pretty familiar with some of that that's going on. Um, the actual, um, like providing food to people, providing services, um, all kinds of things like that. And we brought it all to the table. And then one by one, um, we just started doing them to see. Mm. And then we'd meet afterwards as a group and say, so how did that go? Is this going to benefit? Like one time we brought just up the road from us is this um, senior complex. And we thought, this is perfect. I mean, God asks us to take care of the widows and the orphans and, and those who have needs. So we thought, this is perfect. It's right up the street. But what it ended up happening is we provided food and some people wouldn't come to the door and we'd hang the food on their doorknob and others would open the door, grab the food, and then that was that. <laughs> and so when we left there, we, we met in the, in the parking lot. We said, how did that go? And they said, we just didn't have an opportunity to build any relationship. And that's, yeah. that's what we want to do. We want to be connected to people. And so we kind of cross that off our list of maybe that's not what we're going to do, but 
but there were some of us that um, took part in, in this, of course, this summer with the opportunities were really slim with a lot of groups around because of COVID, but we got involved in doing farm work just to, you know, help raise crops and things like that for people. And um, we adopted that. That's there's a family that we adopted a, a refugee family from Iraq a, or Iran Af somewhere. Afghanistan. Afghanistan. <laughs> <laughs> the Middle East. How about that? Yeah. Afghanistan. And um and and it's not all of us participating in it, but it's pockets of because some of them you know, you, you have a limit of how many people can be involved and you have to go through training for some of it. And, and so it's those that are going, like this weekend, a bunch of us are going down to the food bank because honestly, it's really difficult through this time to, mm -hmm. to find things to participate in. Um, but um, we made, we made relationships. We're, we're close to one of the uh, big malls here at Crabtree. And there's a, a contingent of, uh, of, adults, homeless adults who, um, who live there under the bridge and everything else. And so one of, one of the folks in our group, she had a real heart to want to connect. And so we all made connections with this, this group of folks. And so we would go down on Saturday nights and take a big plate of lasagna, a big pan of it. And we'd eat with them and, um, talk about what their needs were. And, and, um, you know, people would contribute to, you know, we go by and bring new sleeping bags. You know, one time we, we, we bought all this new stuff and, and they had a big a flood event. If you know Crabtree Mall, it floods all the time. And um, basically mm -hmm. all the sleeping bags got swept down the, down, <laughs> no, the, no. down the creek. And so, but it's, but it's you know, it's, it's everybody just trying to find uh, the heart and identify these people who are kind of outliers that don't normally get attention. And it's really a huge part, obviously, of Jesus' ministry um, to have a heart for those who um, are, are less fortunate. And, and, um, and But also what we're learning, too, is not coming in to be like saviors. the saviors. Um, uh, that's really important. It's, it's to really walk beside these individuals. And so we're trying mm -hmm. to get out of the savior mode where we just throw money at something. Um, but to, to really engage relationally as best we can. It's hard right now, but as best we can to, to engage that way. And I think in, in sharing, because every individual is, has that on their heart, when they bring back a story and share about a connection they made or an experience they had, it normalizes it. So it doesn't become, um, I don't know about you, but I've had people approach me in grocery stores or, hey, I want money or whatever. And, and it's this kind of, you feel a little bit accosted and because we've been so focused on this and people have been sharing, oh, I had this person and, and we had the greatest conversation and boy, I learned so much about them. And, and because we speak on those terms, now when I'm approached, it's normal to go towards that. And so it's been mm -hmm. really, we're seeing each other on this level playing field. We're just humans who yeah. want connection. And, that for me has been the change in my mind and and it and it's gone into my behavior as well where i'm not um fleeing from it and throwing money at it and shutting the door but rather well tell me a little bit about yourself what's what's your life like you know how mm -hmm. can i help so that's kind of it's been a real change in our in our thinking i think yeah yeah i like the point where you talked about even like the 
you know, you tried the the senior citizens sitting near your house and you you gave food. And so that that's a great service, you know, and that was a great a benefit for them for that one time. And mm-hmm. so, but you didn't feel obligated, well, we have to keep doing this. And we, right. you know, it's like you, you help someone and you move forward and yeah. then allowing your members of your group to kind of come up with their own ideas and, and like, you know, their own initiative. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think sometimes in churches, we kind of like, well, what's the direction of the church and what's, what do the leaders say and what's our marching right. orders? Yeah. And there is a place for that, you know, obviously, yes. but, um, you know, there's so many creative and innovative people that we you know probably know in our lives that can take these initiatives on themselves and just yep. do a great job with them and That's really let, let Christ, you know, move through their own life in a, in a particular way. So, yeah, and I think you guys have definitely done some work kind of internationally, we were just talking about uh, Bulgaria or something uh, the other day. So tell us a little bit about what you're doing with that. Yeah. So um, we, you know, both our boys have moved out. They're, they're college graduates and they're, they're out of, out of, out of home. And so we found ourselves with, with expendable, a little bit of expendable income plus time. I'm a teacher. So I have the summer off and he has six weeks off. Yeah. I get, I get some vacation time and and so we really felt uh, a want and a need to connect internationally. Um, that was a dream of ours back when we were young and in the ministry, we thought we might go to some place in Eastern Europe or Europe to engage in helping start maybe these small churches that would grow. And uh, that didn't come to fruition. Um, but years later, as now we've progressed in our own, our own world and what we're doing here, um, we connected with a couple that has been engaged in helping churches over in Eastern Europe, small churches that um, don't have full-time staff that uh, just need couples like us that have some experience, not necessarily ministry experience, but just um, a Christian walk. So it doesn't take something that you have to be a minister at some point, Um, has some wisdom, has some life experiences that just want to engage. And so we, um, we were very um, amazed at Chris and Ann, uh, at Stathian, and what they were part of. And um, I remember we were talking to them in 2016 at this conference, and and so well, where where's an opportunity? What's what's you know what place is needed? And they said Bulgaria. And our first response was, What's Bulgaria? Like where's Bulgaria? I yeah. only knew it because I grew up loving the movie Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, and. I always thought they were saying Bulgaria, which I thought was a made up place, but turns out it was Bulgaria. <laughs> so it was a made up place, but Bulgaria is actually on the map. It's right okay. below Romania and on the Black Sea. And so that was um, that was our first foray into it. But um, even doing it, I remember talking to Chris and Ann, they said, um, we want to put you in contact with some of the young um, professionals who are in that group. Uh, young professionals, they had families and everything. And um, start to have conversations to see if the marriage might work because you have to be able to know that you have a connection. And um, as we got into the conversations, uh, it was it was very moving for us. I won't go into all the details, but um, just they were really crying out and calling, wanting someone to be engaged with. And I was taken aback. And I think um, emotionally, it tapped into something that I hadn't had in a long time of this want and need for someone to really have us uh, be part of something. And so uh, I remember <laughs> being on a call and, and having this moment and I was, and Michaela was teaching at school and I walked, she's, her place is pretty close to ours. So I walked to go meet her when she was coming home and said, cause we had, we were still on the fence on whether we're going and sort of made an executive decision. 
which so. is not unusual for him to make. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I'm walking home and he comes up, he said, um, we're going to Bulgaria. Okay. Okay. So we went there for a month and almost wow. a month. And what was really amazing in that month is they were they had they had been a church group for about twenty years, and wow. um, they were having their twentieth year anniversary, the the time we were there. And um, so what was really great is that all these people from all over the world, from the U.S., from every country you can imagine came to Sofia, Bulgaria to celebrate with the church wow. on the 20th anniversary. So we got to meet all these cool people, which then the next year that we went back, we went up to Romania and we went down to Greece and we got to visit with all these people that we met at this 20th anniversary mm. service. And then last year or 2019, 2019 we ended <laughs> up uh, going to Bulgaria, but also going down to Crete because um, again, a connection that was made through the church in Bulgaria. So we, we talk with them every week and um, sometimes we record something like this, this podcasty type thing and we mm. give lessons and um, just try as best as we can. But what we did find, there's a small group and what we did find was they were as a small group trying to operate like a big church so when we came into their living room, they had, they rented a, like a small apartment for their church services. They would set up all their chairs in rows, and they had, <laughs> you know, these gold communion. Somebody came things. up and did the welcome and, uh, you exactly. Know. <laughs> and they had a podium. And so we did a marriage thing. Uh, they wanted us to talk about marriage and family. And we just said, can we just take these chairs and put them in a circle and we need to just talk and communicate mm. this way. And so that has been new for them to mm. kind of get the big church mentality out of their head and be able to, to tap into each other's gifts in that way and be able to communicate more on a level of family, a real family that sits around a table. So, mm -hmm. so it's, been a, it's been a real good venture. We've, we've um, over the last four years, we've been with them. And obviously this past summer, we couldn't with the travel bans and COVID and everything. And so we're hoping with immunizations that later summer, we might have an opportunity to go. And so our commitment is to use vacation time. And, and um, we usually go for a couple of weeks there. And then we do another week, just maybe some like Crete. And we've been to Stockholm, Sweden. But building these relationships has actually, uh, I have a love for science and she does too. But um, I love talking about uh, the creation, um, evolution type of connection stories. And so these different groups in these different countries, I think I've been able to speak about creation, evolution in four or five different countries now, because mm. um, you get invited and, and are able to talk on these levels. And so what it's done is it's just, uh, you know, gosh, I hate to say we're in the last third of our lives, but it, 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 it really creates a, <laughs> I think it's just so fulfilling to go, you know, um, we just want to be used in some way mm possible and it just it, it was for me it was it built your it, faith it built my faith like I've never had uh before and seen God um you know I'm also a kind of a statistician I've got a minor in that and I, I think about probabilities and all this stuff and when when we're seeing God just really be so evident and the statistics are thrown out the window of events that are happening um and connections that are made that are beyond our understanding um it's just taken us 
places to go. God is good. Um, I need to, see, and we, we also see him, it helped us see him, I think in small ways too. Mm -hmm. um, and so, and, and uh, anyways, I, I don't wanna get into all that story, but the community in Bulgaria, uh, it's helped us. I know people have expressed this when they do international or any type of outreach. It, it's, it, it really has, I think, saved us and saved me and, and really provided, I mean, we've always had a really tight connection with walking together, but these last four years have been, I think, just the pinnacle and they're still continuing Hopefully to grow. Hopefully it's not the pinnacle, but we're getting there. <laughs> Going downhill from here, huh? <laughs> well, it's like, it's like the, I almost said the stock market because it can take a dive. Yeah. But, but it's, it's an ebb and flow and um, mm. I'm enjoying this connection across all these different platforms you're talking about. So mm -hmm. you look at the, the, the interaction with the millennials and, and, and we're, we're meeting primarily on Sundays at our house. And so we have that interaction on Sundays and that that's very um, deep and encouraging too. And then this Bulgarian work and then our friends internationally, it's just been, it's been a, a great mm. walk. Um, and there's pitfalls too, but we're learning from our mistakes too. So there's Hopefully. Yeah. So it's just, it's been, it's been, it's been a fun time. It's, we're definitely not in neutral right now. <laughs> yeah. Sounds like it. So if you had any advice to someone that's trying to figure out, like, how do I use my gifts to uh, do something different? Like what advice would you give? I'm deferring to you. I know you do. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. I think, you know, how do we know what our gifts are except by participating in something and seeing what sort of rises to the top. I mm. think um, within our group, oh, one of the things that kind of brought that out a lot was um, the ways that our, so in our, our church, our church fellowship, we typically meet on Sundays and on Wednesdays. And um, early on, I would say probably the 2017 we were meeting, we had a lot of young millennials, as well as some old, pe old people like us in the group. And typically what had happened is that we would receive a lesson from on high, you know, someone in top leadership would give us a lesson and we'd need to present it to our group and then maybe have a discussion. And then that was kind of the end of it. And we didn't do that. We, um, our group, had all kinds of ideas. I think John opened it up and said, what kinds of things do you want to learn? Mm. And there were all kinds of people, just everyone was sharing. I want to learn about this. Spirit, and I want to, yeah. you know, the spirit, I want to learn about what does it mean to be unit unified, but not uniform. And so there were all these questions. So we were writing them all down. And then what we all decided to do was, um, because at that point we were meeting every other week that we, um, had it where every individual was responsible for finding the answers to some of those topics or what does the Bible teach on those topics um, in a specific book of the Bible. So everyone, we sort of all sh had different books. And so when we came together, it was no longer John or me providing a lesson. It was everyone teaching one another. And in mm. that, you heard sort of the passions of people, what came out of that. Uh -huh. And like one, one of the girls is incredibly gifted at administration. I mean, she just is. And I, I wouldn't have known that had we not had this open discussion. And I think that's what we took, you know, I think it was about a year later that we um, formed more of a house church where we were meeting 
not just, we weren't meeting on the big church level very often. It was more so in a small, um, probably 15 people or so around our table. And we just continued that mindset of everybody has something to offer. Everybody has a passion. And in that, it wasn't like, I mean, probably you, Daryl, have been in these situations where we have to sit down, what are your gifts? And my mind goes blank. Just like when you asked the question, we just went blank. <laughs> and But as you live life together, uh -huh. those things bubble to the surface. And so one of my gifts is hospitality. I absolutely love extending. I, I just look for those needs and I just really enjoy meeting them. I like to cook and I like to, my love language is food. I mean, I just love to do that. And so, but, but I wouldn't, have really been that aware of it had I not been providing food a lot for a lot of people <laughs> um, and enjoying it, loving it. And so it's through those interactions and walking through life that you can say, hey, you know what, you, you're really gifted in this. And like silly, silly example, but this um, new girl is coming to um, house church and she came this past weekend and um, brought a bag of cookies, chocolate chip cookies. And these chocolate chip cookies are to like top, top <laughs> level, like nice bakery type cookies. They were okay. thick and rich and, oh, and everyone was open and going, oh my goodness, these are amazing. <laughs> and so um, she, so I said to her, and, and it's things like that, that you just approach someone and say, you know what, people are going crazy about your cookies. Would you be willing to host a Zoom cooking class? And she said, I've always dreamed of doing something mm. like that. Wow. She said, I've thought about it in terms of even reaching out to people who are disadvantaged and maybe don't have so cool. as many opportunities to learn skills like this. She said, mm. and then COVID hit and I didn't know how to do this. And I said, well, I wouldn't say like we're disadvantaged, but this may be a beginning of a platform mm. that she will then use in the ways that she's wanted. So it's simple, but mm. you know, because I was able to, hear the, you know, the hum in the room, well, the outside of we're outside <laughs> and, and approach her. And then it just tapped into something that I wouldn't have known about had I not asked her. So we're going to do that. We're going to next weekend, we're going to do a zoom meeting and she's going to do a cooking class. So wow. it's just being open to a lot of different ways that, that you can reach people. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And the stomach is the big one. Yeah, yeah, I heard that. <laughs> In fact, I might need to go get some from Starbucks right now. So. <laughs> well, guys, I don't want to take too much of your time. This has been great. Um, yeah, I'm really proud of you know, just being able to know you guys, just the impact that you're having really literally around the world and in our local community in just uh, very unique ways. So hopefully that uh, I can imitate some of that and hopefully other Christians can really take this to heart and to think about ways that they can serve and make a difference without uh, kind of depending on you know, direct, uh, you know, uh, direction from a, a church leader per se. So mm -hmm. just continue to let the Holy Spirit lead you. And thank you guys for your, your time and for your heart. And let's uh, definitely stay in touch. Thanks, Daryl. It's fun, Daryl. Thank you. That was fun. Okay, guys. All right. Bye. We'll talk soon. Bye. Bye.